Hey, it's Evan Madden coming to you again from Amaranic Public Radio. Today's piece comes to us from Margot Payne, who, like our reporter Grace Metter, did a show about the college admission scandal. Margot, though, takes in a more local approach to the topic, considering how MHS students face certain obstacles in the application process and also how that causes undue stress. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please make sure you hit the subscribe button. The scam allegedly helped students get into eight top universities through cheating and bribery. USC in Los Angeles is one of those schools. Carter Evans is there and joins us more on this story. Carter, a lot of people saying, what were they thinking? Good morning to you. A lot of people shocked by this, and there are a growing number of apologies and resignations in the wake of this scandal. Actress Lori Lockton, along with actress Felicity Huffman, are among dozens of parents charged in connection with the estimated $25 million college admission scheme run by William Singer. When news of the college scandal broke out, I was not surprised. I thought, this is the power of money in America. It's no secret that the more affluent people in society have always had ways of scheming the college admissions process. After all, a college is a business and money is needed, but as a fellow applicant myself, I personally felt cheated. I realized that with money comes opportunity, and that certain opportunities existed out there that I could never get because I couldn't afford to. So what is the impact of having money? For the first time, a student who allegedly benefited from the massive college admission scandal is speaking out. The son of fame marketing executive Jane Buckingham told The Hollywood Reporter, quote, I've been advised not to speak on the matter, but I take comfort in the fact that this might help finally cut down on money and wealth being such a heavy factor in college admissions. In the American sport of college admissions, it's clear the rich have long had more levers to pull. The effects of class privilege on access to education starts as early as private kindergarten, then to boarding school and continues with tutors, consultants, test preps, and even exotic trips that become the basis for college essays. Big donations to someone's alma mater also help their children get admitted into these schools, or even a donation to a random prestigious institution, like in the case of Charles Kushner, who donated $2.5 million to Harvard before his son Jared marticulated. For rich and poor alike, attending a highly selective college is seen as a ticket to desirable jobs and social circles. Most top colleges say that they're trying to improve economic diversity, but in many cases, progress has been slow, and because of this, the poor and the middle class are often at a disadvantage in the college admissions race. How money can influence the process is a sore subject aggravated by increasing competitiveness in admissions and made even worse as the country continues to grapple with systematic inequality. But with the breakout news of the newest college cheating scandal, it's a topic that's unavoidable to discuss. At Mamaroneck High School, where I'm currently a student, I questioned if my peers were aware of their own class privilege or lack of. As expected, most upperclassmen knew an opportunity gap existed between those of different socioeconomic classes. But to what extent did their knowledge stem? To figure this out, I asked my peers if they simply knew what class privilege was. I believe so. Like that higher classes kind of have more opportunities because of the amount of money that they have over lower ones. Um, when people with more money have more opportunities to get a higher education. And do you see its effects like here in this school? 
Um, I do definitely with the standardized testing, especially. It has an effect on, for example, the AP test, you have to pay a fee to get, get in to do well on them, you need tutors. I think definitely with like studying for standardized tests, it's kind of prevalent here. Students agreed that the effects of class privilege were evident here at Mamaroneck High School. They addressed the fact that those who can afford tutoring and standardized test prep were likely at an advantage, but they didn't understand the deeper effects of having this advantage. The only people at the school who truly know the effects of this were our trusted guidance counselors, who I turned to in search of more answers. Do you see the effects of class privilege here at Mamaroneck High School? Absolutely. I see it on a variety of levels. Um, so yes, I definitely feel that, um, you know, when, when I think of class, I also think of access to education. And so I think of families who have had generations of people who have had access to higher education, you know. Um, and so like college is not a foreign concept at home in those families. For students of higher economic classes, Ms. Martinez said, And I think that those students coming from those particular families are much more supported and motivated to take honors in AP level classes. Whereas their counterparts who don't have that kind of background in education that's constantly on the tongue at the dinner table, um, you know, whether or not they take an AP class is not necessarily coming from home. It's got to be something that they themselves decide to take. And does one's ability to afford college impact their pursuit of a higher education? If I'm being completely honest, yeah. I think that affordability um, is absolutely something that, that is considered. And so I would absolutely say that the... Uh, a student and their family's ability to pay can open or close doors. Hearing her say this directly made me very curious as to who at our school does help those at disadvantage. We try to be those adults in the, in the department. And teachers, I know, definitely try to keep an eye out for kids who show a lot of promise and try to encourage them onto the next level as well. Um, but even with the extra assistance, Ms. Martinez remarked, but I definitely see a distinct difference between, you know, class, like socioeconomic class, and also the course selection that kids are taking. With Ms. Martinez's words still processing in my mind, I moved on to another guidance counselor who also spoke candidly about the issue of class privilege. When we began to dissect its effects at Mamaroneck High School, I was informed of a recent event dedicated to combat the stigma. Yeah, so yesterday we celebrated the first-generation students. So those are students whose parents didn't go to a traditional four-year college or college in the United States. And those kids um, generally, it's hard to speak for every single one of them, um, it's a lot harder to navigate the college process. Mm -hmm. And it does feel a little bit unfair, especially if they need money, it's an added complication because the financial aid process has to be worked through. How openly do you think people discuss the effects of class privilege here at Mamaroneck High School? I started he working here actually in 1996 um, and was here for seven years. Then I left and came back after another 11 years. Um, and I feel like when I left, people that worked here, many acknowledged in their own minds the discrepancy, um, and pockets of people would talk about it. Um, 
and I feel like when I came back, it was all out on the table. Mm-hmm. And there were initiatives started um, and conversations that were very um, open. I think even the school board was looking at who's in our AP classes, who's in our honors classes, and why do they all look very similar. So yes, definitely much more uh, out there, obvious. And what initiatives is the school taking to combat the opportunity gap that exists between socioeconomic classes? At Mamaronek, we started making a concerted effort about five years ago, six years ago, to tap kids Mm -hmm. who were not traditionally, uh, well, first-generation kids, Mm -hmm. um, to try those classes. Um, You know, maybe they were feeling some were feeling that they were not um, equipped to do it. Um, Certainly, and this is big, their parents weren't pushing them to do it, um, and maybe their peers weren't doing it. So that's been a tough thing because just opening the classes to everyone doesn't get those kids in. Um, Sometimes they need a little extra encouragement. We, I think it starts with Jumpstart. So some students at the middle school are are, um, identified as students that could use a little extra time to get used to what the high school Uh will be like before they get here. Um, And we have staff that work with them within the week before um, school starts and they get introduced to the building, the resources, um, and just get comfortable with some of the people they'll be working with. Students are invited to join our scholars program, which is two days after school where they work with teachers, um, maybe refining their skills about annotating chapters or writing good essays. Um, so that's evolving and trying to meet those students' needs. Um, just to let them know they have people to talk to about it. It's not impossible. Mm-hmm. But ironically, students who need money and um, are unfamiliar with the process, they have to do more. Class privilege effects on one's pursuit of a higher education are undeniable. What I realized is that the issue is more than money. It's about expectations. For families of higher socioeconomic classes, attending college is not just encouraged, it's expected. From a young age, these kids are put on an educational path that directs them towards prestigious institutions. In contrast, for those of lower socioeconomic statuses, college is not always expected and their path towards gaining a college degree contains many more obstacles. I was pleased to hear that Mamaroneck High School has taken the initiative to start programs that acknowledge and bridge the opportunity gap that exists between classes, but it's still an issue that needs more attention.